Welcome to Use and Abuse the Music Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Kim. This is episode 31. And today we're going to be talking about Kiss. Gene and Paul versus Ace and Peter. But before we do, let's find out what is this day in music. Today is February 1st, 2019. And in... 1939, bluegrass musician Delma Curry is born in York, Pennsylvania. Jazz pianist Joe Sample of the, Cru- of the Crusaders is born in Houston, Texas. In 1949, RCA introduces a 45 RPM record. It's seven inches wide and plays at a faster speed than the traditional 33 and a third, providing better quality sound. The format takes off and 45s become known as singles. 1969, Patrick Wilson, drummer for Weezer, is born in Buffalo, New York. He starts drum lessons at age 15 after seeing Van Halen in concert. Tommy Rose, Dizzy, enters the pop charts. Tommy James and the Shondells, Crimson and Clover, Hits number one for the first time of for the for for the first of two weeks. In 1979, Blondie hits number one in the UK with "Heart of Glass," the first of their six number one hits in Britain. Three months later, the song tops the U.S. chart. Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious was released on bail after attacking Todd Smith, senior Patty Smith's brother, at a Scottish concert. John Lydon has since stated that Mick Jagger stepped in. And paid for the lawyers for vicious. 1989, Paul Roby of the Platters dies of cancer at age 57 in Los Angeles, California. 1999, 400 people were injured at an Australian concert by Marilyn Manson when he stormed off stage after being bombarded with missiles and abuse at the show in Perth. One of Manson's guitar technicians needed treatment for cuts to his head. American musician and composer Julius Wetcher died. He composed the song Spanish Flea for Herb Albert and was the leader of the Baja Maraba Band. As a session musician, he worked for the likes of the Beach Boys, Sonny and Cher, and various Phil Spector productions. His vibraphone solo work is featured on the Beach Boys' acclaimed album Pet Sounds on the song Let's Go Away for a while. He died of lung cancer a day after his song, Spanish Flea, was used in the Simpsons episode, Sunday, Cruddy Sunday. 2009, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band perform at the Bridgestone Halftime Show during Super Bowl XL111 between, between the Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers at Raymond James Stadium, at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. And also, he started a two-week run at number one on the UK album chart with "Working on a Working on a Dream," his sixteenth studio album. Now, music purchases this week. Okay, so we really haven't put her just anything since our last episode. However, the eBay shipment finally showed up. And the reason why it t- when we bought these on January 14th, y'all remember back from whatever episode that we was, we talked about it. But due to some issues with the United States Postal Service, they they finally have showed up. 
But let's talk about the USPS first. When the seller received my payment, the seller then shipped the 20 record lot to me using USPS Media Mail. So on the so on January 14th, it left his postal office um, where he's at, and on January January 15th, it arrived in Jacksonville, Florida, at the USPS Distribution Center. From the 15th to the 19th, the tracking information said it was in transit to next facility. Now, according to the USPS website, items shipped by media mail should take two to eight business days. Now, Monday the 21st was Martin Luther King Jr. birthday, which is a federal holiday in the U.S., meaning no mail service, so that pushed eight business days to Friday the 25th. On Monday the 28th, I went on onto the USPS website, checked the tracking again, and for nine days there had been no activity as it was still was on the 19th. Um, or it was still stating that it had uh, only, yeah, on the 19th, that it was only still in transit. So at that point there, I decided that I was going to use the missing mail feature form, and so I gave him, gave the track, the tracking number and all the information I had and so on and so forth. If I had heard anything by Wednesday of this week, I was going to also submit a mail theft form as well. Well, at 12.14 a.m. Tuesday morning of this week, my item was scanned as arrived at the Phoenix Distribution Center. Amazing! By 50... 7.59 a.m., it was scanned as it arrived at my local post office here in Yuma. And then it was finally delivered at my home at 12.20 p.m. Kind of ironic that the day before I filled out the missing mail form. Now, all of a sudden, it shows up. It arrives in Phoenix, and then it's sent to Yuma and delivered to my home. So, you, our listeners, if you get anything, and I mean, if you buy something off eBay, and it, they're going to be any type of music or any type of, you know, DVDs or whatever, and they're going to send it media mail, and you're watching the tracking, and then all of a sudden, the tracking just stops. Once you hit your eight business days, on the ninth business day, I suggest going on the USPS website, filling out the missing mail form, and submitting it. And just wait to see if your item all of a sudden shows up the next day. I find it kind of ironic. What, what do you think, honey? I find it kind of ironic, too, that for nine days, it set and was saying on the website, in transit, in transit. And then all of a sudden, you fill out the missing mail form. And poof, poof just like a mu- musician in illusions, poof. It, magician? Yep. It arrives in Phoenix. Just like Chris Angel. Yes. It arrives in Phoenix, and then the same day it arrives at the Yuma Post Office to be delivered to to our home. Kind of ironic, I'd say. It is. And so, finally, I should have done that with the Rock's voice. <laughs> finally. No, I was joking. Um, so, here are the albums that were purchased on eBay. January 14th, 2019. This is the 20 record lot of soundtracks I was talking about. Or compilations, because there actually is one album that's not a soundtrack on here. Um, but anyways, here it is. So January 14, 2019, these were bought on eBay. 20 record lot. 
And so it's obviously vinyl LP records. All of them are in mint condition. They all look beautiful. I mean, they even look like they've been played on some of them. And there's some kind of ironic things in here. So let's just start right at the top. And what do we got? Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, 1971. This next one's kind of cool because this is American Graffiti 2LP set, 1973. Those of you that are Star Wars fans know that this movie was directed by George Lucas. Also has Ron Howard in it and also Harrison Ford, who would later go become Han Solo and Indiana Jones for Lucas and Indiana Jones for Lucas and Spielberg, but mainly Han Solo for Star Wars fans. Next one. A Star is Born, 1976. That's the original Star is Born, not this new remake they just made. How about the next one after that is Roots, 1977. Next one. They're Playing Our Song, 1979. Next one after that is Cactus Flower, 1969. Now, this one's interesting because on the album, on the uh, front of the jacket, it says, it says like Walter Mafia, who's also who's starring it, another gal starring it. And it says featuring Goldie Hawn. Next one. Coast to Coast, 1980 Canadian release. That's some, that one's interesting because that is a Canadian release. It's completely Canadian. Um, we got another one coming up in a minute. I, I'm going to shock my wife with because she, I think she thinks it's a Canadian release. And she's probably re- wondering why I didn't write nothing down about being Canadian release. So um, let's move on real quick. This is a funny thing happened on our way to the forum, 1966. The Gray Fox, 1983. Now, this is the one she's probably going, why doesn't it say Canadian release on it? Because it does have a Maple Leaf on the front cover. The reason why is this album was actually released in America, in the U.S., yet the jacket was made in Canada. It even states it on the back cover. It's kind of cool. Yes. I. All right. Next album is The Way We Were, 1974. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, 2 LP set, 1978. Now, this one's cool, too, because this is the Bee Gees, Frampton, um, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper. This is the movie they did for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That one's really cool. And that one there even has got the poster in it, which was cool. Um, the next one is Godspell, 1973. 2001, A Space Odyssey, 1971. Believe me, I'm really happy to have this one. Um, those of you that know, I'm an Elvis. The ones that do know, I like Elvis, love Elvis. Uh, mainly because he's the first person, I, first music I actually heard in my early years of my life. On the Aloha uh, Satellite album, the one he did from Hawaii, he actually starts it out with that. Uh, also, Sparks, I can't remember what it's called. But anyways, it's an opening song for off of the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. So I'm really happy to have the original album now. Uh, the next one is Valley of the Dolls, 1967. Now, this album was released on 20th Century Fox Records. There's a reason why I mentioned this, because it's kind of ironic since it is conducted by Johnny Williams, later to be known as John Williams, famous for Star Wars, which was released by 20th Century Fox, Indiana Jones, Jaws, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, to name a few. Yes, we've gone through. I mean, y'all want to get, what really want to get under you? He did Home Alone. He did um, uh, JFK for Oliver Stone. He also did. The Harry Part Harry the Harry Potter series. So there's a few more to name. Anyways, next album. Doctor Detroit, 1983. Now the next one's this one. Next one's awesome too. This one is Fame, 1980. This is a promo copy 
It has an RSO records label, but they are but it is white with words "Not for Sale" promotional copy, and on the back, in gold, in a gold stamp, in the upper left hand corner, it reads "Loaned for promotion promotion only, not for sale, ownership, and all rights reserved." So this is a promo album, either sent to a record store or a radio station. Next one, Flashdance, nineteen eighty three. This is an RCA club music edition. Okay, so in case you guys don't know, back in the day, and even through the 80s, maybe a little bit into the 90s, we can, you can belong to a couple of clubs. You can belong to um, a Columbia House music club or the RCA music club, or you can belong to both. Now, when I was in them, I was getting uh, first cassettes and then CDs. But... This one is actually a record from that era, so um, it's really cool that, I mean, I don't care if it's an RC, because all these albums that we buy, we're not reselling them. We're keeping them to listen to them and eventually pass along to uh, my children, if not grandchildren. Um, a next, cop, or next copy is Miami Vice. Now, this is a TV show. This is 1985 release. It's got, like, uh, uh, Smuggler's Blues by uh, Glenn Fry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Glenn Fry is best known as a member of the Eagles. And then also, he also did the uh, the Heat is On for the movie Beverly Hills Cop. Um, but on this one here, on the for the Miami Vice TV show, he did the song Smuggler's Blues. Anyways, this is 1985. This copy was released in UK and Europe because this album was actually manufactured in Germany. Next one is... We Are the World, 1985. Now, with those of you old enough to remember, We Are the World, the USA from Africa tidbit where uh, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie wrote the song We Are the World, and they got a bunch of artists together to record the song We Are the World with Quincy Jones as producer. And this album also has uh, those same artists also performing um, other uh, unreleased tracks for this album. Also on this album is a contingent from... Uh, Canada called, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of them now. Northern something, I don't remember. I believe it's something like Northern Lights or Northern. It might be Northern Lights. Anyways, it, it's got like, you know, Brian Adams, Corey Hart, just to name a couple of the big Canadian artists at the time. And finally, 1983 soundtrack of Eddie and the Cruisers performed by John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Now, what sold me on these was Eddie and the Cruisers and We Are the World. But we end up with some more gems as well. I mean, Kim, you're happy for getting... Flash dance and fame. I mean, I was happy to see the Miami Vice and then find out it's from Germany's even better. Um, Dr. Troy, I remember the movie. Don't I mean, and some of those songs on there, I saw it was like Devo. I was really happy with the 2001 Space Odyssey not realizing that was the one. And then when we saw the track list, we went, oh, my gosh, yes, it is. Um, Valley of the Dolls, that's really cool because of the fact of Johnny Williams. Eventually, John Williams. I do like John Williams as a conductor, as a, um, uh, it wasn't just conducted by him, but the musical pieces were also written by him. And I love stuff he's done with Star Wars, again, Jones, again, like we mentioned, the aforementioned movies. Um, uh, the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, El, uh, one, two, I thought it was really cool. Um, all the American graffiti. Just to have 
all those old hits from the what fifties and sixties, mainly the fifth. Yeah, I think some sixties or some Beach Boys on there, but have all them hits from the fifties and sixties on LP the way they were originally heard on an LP. I think it's really cool, and it's actually a two LP set, which is really cool. So we're really happy with what we got. And and the ironic thing is, is technically, I don't know. Uh, sometime within the next probably two months. I had already, without even, because we had, while I was gone, I had made a list of what I wanted to do for episodes this year. And one of them was Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack, which I had no position at the time. I was thought we'd be buying the album. And now we have it. So it'd be kind of cool about listening not only the CD, but also the album. And maybe we'll even watch the movie and get, do a big old friggin' two or three episodes or so. I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> but. Now let's get on a little bit, a little housekeeping here for use and abuse. Um, first off, we'll be going back to a once a week episode release for use and abuse. With two episodes a week, I I was having I wasn't having any time watching for music music news items to add to the podcast. Plus, we found out we were rushing, um, especially on Kim on um, Kim's part of it. She was really rushing, getting an idea of what, you know, what she was hearing in these songs. And when she's working, you know, she's only got two days to really do it. So this, if we go back to once a week, she gets an opportunity to be able to listen to the album a few times while walking to work and then be able to work on each song one by one when she's got a little bit of time here and there. And then we can put it together. Right? That is correct, Jess. Okay, you know, the whole point when I stop talking, you know, you, you can't you can't open your mouth and speak. Gotcha. Gotcha. Josh. <laughs> so anyways, that pretty much adds what what we're gonna be I mean, it's mainly gonna help add some new music news new music news as it comes available. That's including if I hear of artists coming out with new albums, I may and that might be a thing too, is maybe on Tuesdays. I might do a sec because once I break down the music, the music's broken down. All I have to do then is get is get all the notes and stuff put together for the episode. Once that's all done, I still might be able to do a Tuesday episode here and there, which if I do, I may just do do it by myself with being new releases. What's coming out that current Friday? You know, what's going to come out before we drop the episode? Okay. You know that way, fan the fans of our show can go. Okay, well this is what to look forward to. You know. Well, yeah. Um. And again, I mean, I will, and Kim will see the list anyways, because I'll have it, like, on Sunday and or whatever. Well, it depends on whenever we record it, too. We might record it, you know, we'll throw it together, you know, because it won't be a long episode anyways. She might be able to give some breakdown, some stuff to where she's looking forward to that week. And so, again, that's where we're at with the podcast. So, again, we're going back to a once-a-week release. Um, maybe ever so often, if I think, I don't think it'll happen until later if I decide to add a new release, but we'll see. Right now, it's expect once a week, every Fridays. Okay. All right. Um. So anyway, so now we're gonna give you. We were gonna give you the music breakdown and lyrical meanings of Anthrax's "I'm the Man" EP. However, today, on on my news music feeds. While I was watching all this stuff going on, and we'll see how well this helicopter picks up with these new mics. 
It's flying right over our head right now as we as I'm speaking. Um, I was listening, you know, again, I was, I was just re-listening to the album, make, re-listen to it, make sure I had all my notes the way I wanted them. And I kept seeing these articles about Kiss. And so while Kim was at work, at the last minute, I decided to change this week's show with an update about Kiss. That sounds good to me. So let's just, we're going to kind of go through this a little bit. Um, so on Thursday, January 31st, 2019, Kiss will embark on their end of the road tour. Now, I haven't said very much about this since it, I first heard it, first heard the announcement. However, what has been going on in recent interviews with founding members Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, and then on social then a social media blast today by ex-founding member Ace Freely, I felt we needed to switch gears and talk about the subject and give our opinions on the matter at hand. But before we get on that, we're gonna give just uh we're gonna go through kind of what was said. Um again, KISS supposedly gonna be on this end of the road tour. You'll hear my opinion about that later in the show. So let's go ahead and just kind of give a little bit what's going on in the last few these last couple of interviews that Gene and Paul have been doing and kind of where why it's all kind of shocking to KISS fans right now. Since KISS announced the end of the road tour, fans have wondered if ex-original founding members Ace Freely, Spaceman, and Peter Chris, the cat, will be involved with the tour, especially with the current goodwill between Paul, Gene, and Ace. Ace's last album, titled Spaceman, a title suggested by Gene Simmons, features two songs that Ace and Gene wrote together. Gene also had Ace involved with his vault experience. Now, for those of you who don't know about it, last year, Gene Simmons re- he released a scene called The Vault. It's like 1500 bucks, or he was even more than that. To, I think it was fifteen hundred bucks, fifteen hundred to two thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. That's a lot of friggin' money. You got like eleven CDs, and he came in this nice little vault thing. Plus, he had some extra memorabilia, and then something that Gene found in his stash that was either old Kiss or old Gene Simmons band stuff. So he'd go around and and sign them and play a little show for all these people that bought it. So every so often, he was bringing Ace out on stage for this little get-together. I mean, they're playing acoustic guitars. They talk. He even did a couple with Vinnie Vincent. And so, you know, he's been doing this. Then he's involved with Ace's album. So everybody, like Kim mentioned this a few minutes ago, all KISS fans thought everything was fine with between Gene, you know, Gene and Ace. And then Paul has also worked with uh, Ace also in the past. But Gene was also involved with um, with Ace in Australia when they toured together, after which Ace fired his backing band and hired Gene's. And like I said, Paul has also appeared on Ace's previous studio album, Origins Volume 1. So, I mean, right there it shows you there's been, you know, happiness between the three. Well, yeah. However... In a, in a new interview with Guitar World magazine, and uh, Blabbermouth ended up tra- transcribing this because I think it was just a YouTube video or a, a video part, and it wasn't done. I don't think it was done. Anyways, Blabbermouth.net ended up transcribing uh, 
what was said. So Gene and Paul said that appearances by Ace and Peter have not been taken off the table. Gene responded with, and I quote, Ace and Peter have gotten three chances. They were in and out of the band, fired three times for drugs, alcohol, bad behavior, being unprofessional. They weren't carrying their load. So the short answer to your question is we'd love to have Ace and Peter join us here and there. And if they don't, it's not going to be because of us. But they're never going to be in KISS again. Three times is the charm. I promise I'll put out doesn't work. It's the boy who cried wolf. Oh, I've been straight for a million years. Terrific. Have a good life. Would we welcome Ace and Peter to jump on stage for a song or two? Of course. Could we depend on either Ace or Peter to do a full set night after night? Not on your freaking life. End quote. And I put freaking in there because there was another word in there. Yes. And I wanted to keep this a little bit. Hopefully, I keep it when I give my opinion. So we're hoping that this doesn't become our an explicit episode. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. Paul responded with, and I quote, It's really not up to him whether former KISS members join the band on stage for our guest appearance on the upcoming tour. But I'll say that this is a celebration of this band and its accomplishments and its history, he said. So anybody who was short-sighted enough to take this to, okay, any, let's start over here. So anybody who was short-sighted enough to think this should be a reunion is missing the point. That being said, I would love to see everybody at one point or another be on stage. And if it doesn't happen, it's their choice. End quote. Actually, it was their choice, not mine, end quote. <laughs> Ace responded today on social media with this post, and it's actually to Gene. He don't really, he mentions Paul in it, but he doesn't really address it to Paul. And I quote, Gene, your memory is really incorrect. I was never fired from KISS. I quit twice not three times, of my own free will because you and Paul are control freaks, untrustworthy, and were difficult to work with. Your slanderous remarks about my bad habits over the years has cost me millions of dollars, and now that I'm over 12 years sober, you're still saying I can't be trusted to play a whole night's show. Well, that's exactly what I've been doing for the last 12 years with different configurations of the Ace Freely Band, to you and Paul's dismay. I'm also the most successful solo artist to come out of their original KISS lineup, and proud of it. You and Paul have tried to derail my solo career multiple times over the years unsuccessfully. I've tried to be nice and friendly by inviting you and Paul to perform on my past albums for E1 Music. Give each of you guys one of my prized 
Gibson Les Paul 59 models. But today's comments had made me realize you're just an a-hole and a sex addict who's being sued by multiple women. And you're just trying to sweep it all under the carpet. The icing on the cake was when you groped my wife and propositioned her in Los Angeles at Capitol Records building behind my back. When I was trying to help you at one of your vault experiences, which I only found out about several weeks later, she was planning on pursuing a suit against you. I told her to call it off. Well, now the gloves are off after your terrible comments today. And I'm thinking that this really may be the end of the road tour for you guys without a complete and heartfelt apology and offered to give me my old job back and removing Tommy from the throne I, that I created, the crap will hit the fan and there'll be no stopping it. It's on, end quote. Again, like I said, after jeans, we have censored the curse words for more family-friendly <laughs> language. Now we get to the, this part of it, the opinions, our opinions on this matter. Now, I'm just going to go out, and I'm just going to say this. One, I've been a KISS fan since 1983, 83, 84, when I first heard KISS. Um, I searched out old KISS. I learned of its previous members, Peter, Chris, and Ace Freely. I knew at the time when I got to KISS, they were no longer in the band. But at the time, I'd watched, I'd also seen that KISS had a member named Vinnie Vincent, and also, at the time, a current member, Mark St. John, playing on the Animalized Tour, who then was out by the time they came out with their Asylum album in 85. Then you had Bruce Kulick. So, at that point, for me, there really wasn't a standard bearer in the guitar department of KISS. Now, this has been ongoing with KISS. Gene and Paul have always thrown Peter Chris and Ace Freely, the founding members, two founding members of the band, under the bus. Constantly talking about their alcohol abuse, their drug use, and how, well, we have never done that. Except for, I'm sorry, I agree with Ace on that. Gene is a friggin' sex addict. He blatantly brags about sleeping with over 10,000 women. So, to sit there and throw, say, say that he's never been addicted. Well, I'm sorry, pal. That's being addicted to something, moron. Now, to the matter at hand. What are my thoughts? When I first heard about the end of the road tour, the first thing I thought of was, Will there be a show with Ace and Peter? Will Bruce Bell come out on tour? And now with the current, at the time, the current love of them having with Vinnie Vincent, I figured, well, maybe Vinnie could even come out on stage for, you know, to do Lick It Up and maybe All Hell's Breaking Loose. Those two songs. But then this happens. And mind you, you know, we're, by the time the show drops, It'll be the night after the very first show of the end of the road tour, which happens on would have been last night on the 31st. Mind you, we're recording this on Wednesday night. So if there is anything that comes up between now and the first show tomorrow night, 
We will keep you updated. I will add an extra little bit to it. I won't. I'll make sure it gets added before I send this up and gets posted for Friday for Friday night. Anyways, this is over with. I mean, here we're about ready to embark on what hopefully should be the the last friggin' tour of Kiss. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. But then again, Kiss fans, I've heard this song and dance before. Okay. Yeah, you did. We've had a Kiss farewell. We've had multiple Kiss farewells. We were told this is the last time that band's going to tour. Yet, here we are again. You know, so far, I'm not sure whatever band. Right now, the only other band I can say has done this right has been Motley Crue. That's true. Now, the matter at hand, what's going on between Ace and Gene? Believe me, I'm flabbergasted. I was blown away by it. I was shocked that Gene even said that about Ace after all of the goodwill that and, you know, of them all getting along all of a sudden. Now, did something happen in Australia we don't know about? I highly doubt it since at the end of, the t- at the end of that tour in Australia, Ace fires his band and hires Gene's. Well, yeah, so something had to have been going good at that time. Is I mean, all I can think is, is this is Gene's freaking echo, ego. Well, it's just to... his ego getting in there and saying, I'm Gene Simmons. I am God of Thunder. I have to agree with you there. You know, it's like, I mean, really, rewind back to the 80s. Who, who ran Kiss out of Gene and Paul? It wasn't Gene. Gene was too busy becoming Mr. Hollywood. Oh, that's right. You didn't. You did. uh, Making movies like Runaway with Tom Selleck. Did the movie Trick or Treat, which is actually a good movie. It's it's a horror flick, but it's it's just like any other horror flick from the 80s. It's, It's still good. Okay. I know you don't like horror flicks. I'm not particularly uh, s- uh, sound with horror flicks. As far as the horror flick goes, I mean, when it comes down to it, I love Freddy. That's my dude. Anyways, so really, when it comes down to '80s Kiss, Gene wasn't there. I mean, even Paul talks about it in his book having to go go to this country or that country to help to get with Gene to write songs. Yeah, you did let me know about that. I do remember I mean, we had a big discussion it, it, on it. It's disgusting. Now, Paul's comments, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that Paul agrees with Gene. Because I you can't get that from at least the parts that have been released um, of this interview with Guitar Magazine. Or Guitar World Magazine. Now. But then again, Paul's also not count. It, but then again, we're, we're taking... They're taking bits and pieces, and it's just like, you know, the news, regular news, you know, it, they, things get taken taken a certain way, and then you wonder what it is. But as far as aces go, that was taken straight off of his social media accounts today. So that is at least 100% legit what he said. <laughs> well, that's, well, yeah, that's really good. So my complete opinion on this is I honestly... We're not going to see if there was a chance. I know it said in the beginning of that article, the beginning of the article on blabbermouth.net, that there was an opportunity, the door was still open. Well, actually, it was Guitar World, but the door was still open 
for Peter and Ace to come on and do some, do either a couple songs or whatever. You know, the door is still wide open. Right now, I almost would take a shot at saying, I guarantee that door has slammed and shut on Ace. Yes, you know? I agree. And maybe it's maybe Ace taking offense to something that was taken out of context. We don't know. You know, I mean, I'm going to have to search for Guitar World magazine um, in the stores so I can try to get the whole friggin' interview. Well, yeah, and see exactly what transpired in that interview. Right. So what's your opinions? I mean, you're you're not... You you're not been as long a, a long Kiss fan. You've only pretty much known Kiss for about uh what ten years? Just about ten years, yeah. About nine or nine or ten years. Yeah. Pretty much when you, yeah, getting getting to know me. <laughs> yes, he is correct. I haven't been a long time Kiss fan like, um, like most people have. Well, I mean, hell, I mean, I, what I want to know is what what are some of the Kiss fans who. I've been around since the 70s. How do they feel about this? Well, yeah, I'm kind of curious about that, too. But as far as my opinion goes on this whole situation, I just don't understand why one minute they're going on tour together, they're just liking each other, and then the next minute it's like Gene's basically dissing on Ace after... After they had such a, what I would believe, a good tour in Australia. I mean, why? What's what's the issue? I mean, what happened between Australia and the time the interview came out? And why all of a sudden is this all coming out? Now, I have to tend to agree. It's probably just the ego that's coming out. But it's like, Why? I mean, what's the full story? Exactly what is the full story? And we may never know. Well, I mean, honestly, I think the full story just boils down to is it Gene and his goddamn ego. Gosh darn ego. Whoops. I knew it was going to come out eventually. Yes. <laughs> Luckily, it's only that one and not like an F-bomb or something worse. That's true. Yeah, I, I almost thought for sure I was going to start dropping F-bombs, F-bomb, F-bomb. Yeah. But... Um, honestly, uh, I mean, I would say more likely if there was any Kiss fans who were on the fence, and I'm talking old original Kiss fans, if there were any on the on the fence, whether or not they wanted to go to this tour, and there might be an opportunity for Ace and Peter showing up, Peter maybe still maybe because Peter hasn't said a word about anything. Not as of right as of right now, he has. Peter's kept quiet in this, at least as of uh. What the heck is today? The twenty, the thirtieth. Yes, as of one day before the first show of the in the road tour. So I mean, like I said, this will drop on Friday the first. So by the end, the first show will be done. We'll know what the set list looks like. We'll know what everything else looks like. Now, oh gosh, I, I, I honestly, I just want to move on from Ace because I want to talk about. Um, they also asked him about other members of, of KISS, and then we'll get um, our opinions on each one of those. Um, so first, so here, here's what uh, was said about Bruce Kulick and also Benny Vincent. Both Simmons and Stanley, Stanley spoke in glowing terms about former KISS guitarist Bruce Kulick. And I quote, we love Bruce, Simmons said, end quote. We love Bruce, end quote, Simmons said. And I quote, he was always professional and showed up on time. 
so I can never say anything bad about Bruce, end quote. I should just get the quote going. And I quote, Bruce is somebody who shouldn't be overlooked or underestimated as far as his role in the band, end quote, Stanley said. Oh, that's why, because the next one was Stanley. Um, Stanley and Simmons were, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's your area, not mine. Stanley and Simmons were far less enthusiastic about the possibility of an onstage collaboration with Vinnie Vincent. Now, I quote, now Vinnie, that's one exception, and for so many reasons, end quote, Stanley said, quote, I would say that's not someone who I want to be, I want to celebrate, end quote. Simmons also chimed in explaining that, and I quote, it's worth stating that Vinny has sued the band and lost 14 times. I'm not here to cast any aspirations. He's a talented guy. That's why he was in the band. But would I depend on him to get up on stage and do anything? Never. Can he come to the shows? Of course, anybody can. But on stage, never. End quote. <laughs> Again, here's one of the, I mean, okay, first of all, they got nothing but love for Bruce. So obviously, Bruce is going to be on stage. Um, everybody knows Bruce never did makeup. So that's a good thing for him. He don't have to worry about putting on me makeup. He can just go out there and jam as himself, and the fans will love it. Personally, I don't even know why Kiss is still in friggin' makeup. I think it's dumb. Personally, but that's just my opinion. Well, I kind of, I agree with you, you know, there. I mean, sorry, but, I mean, I understand why you did it the first time. You did it when you guys got Ace and Peter back in the band for, just before, this, you know, for the reunion tour, and then we had the Psycho Circus tour. La da da, la da da, fine. However, here we are again. Kiss is just doing you know, oh, let's let's add two members to it because oh well, the, it's just characters. Anyways, oh my gosh, this could go forever because this crap is pissing me off. I'm sorry, Spaceman. That's Ace the Cat. That's Peter Chris. It's not Eric Singer. And don't get me wrong about Eric Singer. He's a great friggin' drummer. Go and listen to the album Revenge. Oh my gosh, he's a very dang good drummer. Go listen to him on the uh, album uh, by the band he was in at one time badlands a great drummer i've got nothing but love for eric senior and i know it's not eric's fault that he's in the cat makeup that is friggin' gene and paul telling him to do it just like i don't i'm i don't have hatred towards Tommy thayer for putting on space ace or spaceman costume and makeup because again that's gene and paul telling him to do it you know you get paid money by those two you know you're getting paid by Gene and Paul, who think, now this is funny, a few years ago, and I'll pause right now, if I breathe into the microphone with my nose, I'm trying to get better at this, but it doesn't work all the time. However, Gene and Paul have actually gone on record and stated that they once they are done retired, and this was a few years ago, once they are finally done and retired, they're going to hold a reality show to find four new members that will put on the makeup and become kiss because kiss is the demon, which is Jean star child, which is Paul space, 
which is now Thomas here, but Ace Freely, and the cat, now Eric Senior, which used to be Peter Chris. They think they can put any poor guy, any poor people into makeup, and the fans will buy this as Kiss. Well, first of all, here's my opinion: if you're going to do this, then look at some of these tribute bands out there and hire them. Because some of them are actually better than Kiss. I'm serious. There are some of them out there who actually sound just like the seven, you know, just like the 80s, just like, you know, their sound is just as good as Kiss was. That's you know, good. There's That's like, there's really tribute good. bands out there. There's tribute bands. There's some tribute bands out there, Motley Crue, where the lead singer, you know, goes, dresses up like, you know, Vince from Shout Out the Devil. It sounds better than Vince does. Okay. I mean, there's times where I almost thought, well, Dean, maybe Motley Crue, I just dropped Vince and you hired that sucker. Well, yeah. Especially at the end, but that's another friggin' story. Yeah, that we'll save for another time <laughs> and another date. Because that may be... Uh... <laughs> that, that might be if Motley Crue comes out of retirement and, and rips up that, 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 uh, that cease of touring crap. Yeah. You'll, you'll get my opinion on that one. Oh, yes, you will. And as a crew fan... It won't be pretty. No, I can guarantee it won't. But anyways, we're talking about Kiss right now. So let's just, I mean, so what's your opinion? I mean, obviously they love, they love Bruce. They they can't stand Vinny. But then again, all over the years, I've heard nothing. I mean, not just from Gina Paul. I've heard it from Mark, and, uh, Mark Slaughter and Dana uh, Strom. All this hatred towards Vinny. Vinny is very hard person to work with. Well, it's because Vinny is, well, in my opinion. And right. I, this is all our opinion anyways. In my opinion, Vinny goes off uh, into what I call left field on the guitar, and sometimes it don't even mix with the original song. You can't figure out what the song is or what he's playing. If you are wondering what she's talking about, and if you listen to hard rock a lot in the 80s, you'll, you'll know it. You will know what she's talking about. But if you don't, go check out the song called The Boys Are Gonna Rock by Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Now, mind you, if you're not into hard rock, heavy metal, turn it down a little bit. But when he gets to the guitar solo, actually, it's not even a guitar solo. It's no. throughout the whole freaking song. Yeah, it is. But when it he, is. the guitar solo is even worse because it is just, it's just like, what the, what's this? Yeah. It just, I mean, Mark and Dana, I, I, I will say they must have done something on the second album because they got him under control. The well, second album is actually really good. Oh, okay. I mean, I, and when he's about to listen to it, um, the second album is really good by them. Okay. And then they quitting and then moved to Vegas or moved back to well, Dana moved to Vegas with Mark because Mark's originally from Vegas. And uh, yeah, they eventually formed Slaughter. Okay. Which then went into major success for a while. Huh. But anyways, is that is that is that all you got? Well, no. Oh. Or you want to get okay? So are you still talking about Vinny, or 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 what? Well, I I guess I I guess just to kind of tie this in a nice little bow. Great, we're at Christmas again. <laughs> Bows don't always mean Christmas. Any, well, it ain't my birthday. <laughs> anyway, not yours either. <laughs> anyway, it just you know it's like okay, current members, former members. You know, it's like, why, why so much 
what I call venom. You know, I mean, why? Why put, why come out with like a venomous answer to a question that would be printed to let your your fans know? And it's like, why? I mean, just, I mean, I do understand that, yes, there are some people that you like in the band. Don't get me wrong there. Everybody has their favorites, okay? I mean, everybody has favorites of one way or another. It's just, it's just this venom is like so strong that it kind of, it kind of does more negative damage than it would positive damage in my opinion. This is my opinion. I think it's just more negative damage than it is positive. It, I mean, who would want all of that negativity towards a band when they're going on what is called the end of the road tour, which means to me, they're probably retiring from, well, maybe not from music, but retiring from touring. But it's like, there's like so much contention and negativity that it's like, why? I mean, personally, and this would be me, this is just my opinion, I would want to be more positive. I'd want to be you know, putting the tour in a more positive manner rather than, like, a negative manner. And it... Because negativity does... can harm you. I mean, it can harm you. Right. Right, right, right. And I'm, I'm looking... There was something else that Paul said which kind of was a slap in the face. And I, well, maybe I mentioned it. Maybe going back to the top here, but it was kind of a slap in the face to, uh, yeah. So right here, you know, Paul, again, right back to the top of what Paul said, what you're kind of saying here is, you know, is celebrate, you know, celebrate the whole band, you know, help the, you know, kind of celebrate the whole history. But what Paul is saying is, and I quote again, but I'll say that this is a celebration of this band and it's accomplishments and it's history. So anybody who was short-sighted enough to think this should be a reunion is missing the point, end quote. So right there, Paul's saying, well, if you're expect, don't expect this to be a reunion because we, we, we never said it was going to be a reunion. We're, we're just no. celebrating the band. Yeah, it's celebrating the his, the what they call history. Right. You know, I well, mean, from the, but... from the time the band started up through up through the current members now. And yeah, I, I understand exactly. He's trying to put all this in a positive positive manner. And that's a good thing. Because positivity for a tour is always good rather than negativity, in my opinion. Well, honestly, I think Paul's missing it. Okay. I mean, because, you know, what's I mean, I and I told you this on Motley Curry when they were doing their final tour. I wanted John out there. That's true, you did. You know, I wanted, you know, one, I didn't want all the friggin' hits to be played. I wanted obscure crap to be played. I wanted, you know, to fight for your rights, the knock them dead kids, the, uh, oh my gosh, uh, dancing on, uh, dancing on glass. Dancing on glass, thank you. Um, you know, the rattlesnake shakes, the, um, you know, time for change. You know, I wanted those songs to be played. And I also wanted John to come out and do, you know, maybe do Hooligans Holiday and uh, Misunderstood 
but also maybe do poison apples or something or do or do hammered or or smoke the sky you know well yeah or uncle jack yeah you know or even powered into music and then you know obviously randy castillo's dead so you can't bring him out to do anything off of that new tattoo but then you know do one or two songs off of uh off the generation swine album and then do one or two songs off a new tattoo. Make Tommy. Why couldn't Tommy play some of those songs? I agree with you. you know? I completely and then, agree. And then turn around and play the ones they played off of, off of um, Saints. But also include, you know, uh, Sick Love Song and um, If I Die Tomorrow. Those should have been added in that set list, too. I mean, we should have had. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I love seeing Alice Cooper. Uh-huh. But honestly, the last tour should have been what we got for the reunion tour in 2005. For those of us that saw the very beginning of it, when it was the better off live than dead tour. That's true before. Because we had no opening act. That's right. You you did tell we, me you didn't. It was straight Motley Crue for the whole two and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, they took like a 10 minute break from the uh, opening set of, you know, of old obscure songs and then come back out and play a bunch of the hits. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember but you say, telling me that. That's what they should have done on the final tour. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, and, you know, that's the thing with this, okay? You know, one, as a KISS fan, I want to see Ace there. I want to see Peter. I don't need him on stage for the whole set. Well, no, but just for songs that they did when they were with KISS. Right. I mean, I would love to see them come out and do like a, you know, come out for a five, maybe a five-song run, Detroit Roxy, um, uh, 2000 Man, uh, you know, obviously Hard Luck Woman because that way you got everybody still playing with Peter singing um and uh you know you could throw in their flaming youth that's well, off yeah. the rock city yeah you know or even she off the first album or parasite and then bringing them all back out for rock and roll night at the end of the show well yeah you know and then obviously bruce comes out for doing you know like stuff from um uh, the do stuff from the um asylum asi- well he can do he can do animalize because he did do the 84 Animalized tour. So anything from Animalized to Revenge, have Bruce come out on. Well, yeah. And then have, um, you know, Vinny come out for Lick It Up and All Hell's Breaking Loose, or I think there was a song called Exciter on there. There's a couple obscure songs on there, too, that probably, you know, Kiss fans would love to hear. Well, yeah. But, again, it boils down to, I'm sorry, but these guys is friggin' egos. It does. It really does. And it, it sounds to me just like from just from what I've read, and again, I will reiterate this is just my opinion. The egos are get the egos are getting in the way, is what's happening. So when the egos get in the way, it's not a good thing. Let's just put it that way. It is not a very it's not a good thing because it's more negative than it is positive. Let me tell you this much, and this is exactly what I'm going to say, and this is about Gene Simmons. If a manager would come to him, if his manager would come to him right now and say, Gene, you guys want to do this end of the road tour, I understand it. But do you realize if you guys brought Ace and Peter back, you can make 100 million times the amount you're going to make now, he'd friggin' do it. That's true. He would friggin' do it. Yeah, he would. But no one's got the cojones. I think that's how you say it. Am I right or no? Yes, you're right. All right. Probably wrong a little bit. But anyways, nobody's got it to walk up to him and tell him that. 
No. No, they don't. No. And the problem is, is, is fans, I mean, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you, if you're a fan of the band and you have never seen Kiss, I've never seen Kiss, and believe me, if I can get to a show, I'm going. Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I want to see him live at least once yeah. in my life. Well, yeah. See, I would like to see him live, too. I mean, it, I mean, we're not saying not go to this end-of-the-road tour. We're just giving our opinions on what's going on. I mean, if... Well, what we feel is going on. Yeah, what we feel is going on. I mean, if you have the opportunity to go to this end-of-the-road tour, go for it. It, it. I mean, take that opportunity because it only comes once in a lifetime. Now, we're kind of getting into our next little bit of segment here, and that is our opinions of the so-called end-of-the-road tour. Now, of course, you, a new fan, really haven't dealt with the multiple tours of of farewell concerts or this is our last show, last run, This we're not going to do this anymore. You haven't dealt with it as much as even I have, you know. So uh, what 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 is your opinion on, on the so-called end-of-the-road tour um, and again, you've only been a fan of 10 years, so you really haven't dealt with all the final farewells. Do you, do you expect these guys, I mean, first of all, as far as I know, they have not signed any contracts like Motley Crue did. Okay. Well, if it is called the end of the road tour, then they need to call it, personally, they, my opinion, they need to call it quits. It's not, don't go and announce it, and then two, year and a half, two years later, oh, by the way, we're getting back together and touring again. No, that's not what the end of the road tour means. The end of the road tour means you're done, you're finished. You know, don't sit here and string your fans along saying, well, we're, we're not going to be touring anymore. Don't expect anything to, don't expect us to tour on the road anymore. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, we are touring. This is the touring schedule. No, that's not right. You so don't want to do that. Did after, the, after one of the farewells, it was like, I swear, they were, we weren't even gone a year. And all of a sudden, boom, this summer, see Kiss. What? Yeah, you don't, don't, tr- you know, I mean, end of the road means end of the road. You're done. You're finished. You you're don't want to tour anymore. Don't string okay. your fans along. Get off Kiss just for one quick second. Another artist who's done multiple farewell tours in the hard rock genre is Ozzy. Oh, I wasn't He's aware held, of that. Oh, heck, we had a no more tours back in like the mid nineties. Oh, okay. And now he just you know just got done with doing his no more tour, or is currently still doing his no more tours too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right. So I mean, we and this is and that's why everybody's kind of like you know. And a lot of people were blowing up the internet when Motley Crue announced, "Oh, we're going back in the studio to record four songs for our, you know, for our movie." Oh, you guys are getting, you guys are not supposed to be doing this, no, you morons! They didn't say they weren't going to do they, songs. They even just... Nikki said back in the day when they signed that Sensation before the final tour that they, if they felt like they needed to get together to record some music, they would. Yeah, but they're just not going out on the road, gonna, right? Go on the road and tour. I mean, I know Nikki. Uh, I actually just saw it in a tweet today. He says that once all the promotion and stuff is done for. The Dirt movie, which comes out March 29th on Netflix, market calendars. But once that promo- once that promotion stuff's done, he's actually going back under the knife and getting his other rotator cuff repaired. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He's had all these. Well, smashing bases is not good for you. Oh, no. No, it's not. <laughs> Anyways, let's get on to my opinion about what I feel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I gave it, but. Let me give it one more time. End of the road tour. You know, it's like she said, 
you know, it's like when Motley Crue said the final tour, it's what it's supposed to be. This is supposed to be it. No more. You know, it's supposed to be the end of it. I mean, I guess it's the end of it for Gene and Paul. I mean, in a way, um, it's not really, they've not really stated it's Kiss, you know, or whatever reiteration of Kiss we get five years from now. I almost think once this tour is done, maybe within two or three years after this tour, we're going to have a reality show called Picking the New Kiss. Oh, I agree with you. And I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to watch so it So anyways, as far as the In the Road tour goes, if you've never seen Kiss, even if you have seen Kiss, even if you've seen Kiss on every friggin' tour they've been on, and I wouldn't see why you wouldn't go for the last time if it's going to really be the last time. Um, but if you haven't seen Kiss, and you do like Kiss, and you want to see him live, I mean, you can't pass up a dang good stage show. No, you can't, and I, I they mean, do put on a good stage show. Right. I mean, you know, Kiss went to this level, and then Motley Crue went past them. You know, I remember behind the music where it said, if Motley Crue found out there was a pyrotechnic person who blew up almost almost blew up half the stage and almost killed the band, they'd hire him. Oh, that's true. So I Crue heard. was always trying to outdo Kiss. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I wanted to back when Kiss and Motley Crue went on tour uh, back in their mid-2000s, I wanted to see it because, oh, my gosh, both bands with pyro? Oh, yeah. This could get interesting. Oh, yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, they never they didn't come through Salt Lake, and uh, we, I wasn't able to get a bunch of people who want to go to Grand Junction to go see them. So we didn't get a chance to see them, which was funny. We found out that actually it was Kiss's decision not to go to Salt Lake, which is kind of stupid because they have a big following in Salt Lake City. Yes, they do. Anyways, um, but, no, if you're going to, I mean, if I can, if I could, I want to go to this show. Wow, wow. That was a hit. What if that made sound? <laughs> What'd you hit? I accidentally hit the box over here. If it um, made a sound, I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, so, but yeah, I mean, we'll see if this is the end of the road. I About a year after this tour is over, I almost suspect we're going to have another tour. Just so, that's my opinion. Um, that's all this show has been is our opinions about it and been more of me ranting and raving a little bit too. Um, but anyways, but I will say if you get a chance to see it, go see it. Um, those of you that like to buy LPs, uh, the last kiss, uh, best album just, just came out called kiss world. It comes out on LP. Also, I think it's on March 29th. <laughs> kind of ironic. Motley Crue and kiss both releasing something on March 29th. Um, but as far as the CD or digital download or digitally, it is available now. Um, I know at Amazon, Apple iTunes, probably, I think it's even on Spotify if I remember I saw it or not. But anyways, if, if you, I mean, it pretty much spans over Kiss's career uh, from the early days through the 80s through the 90s and to current with two songs from the last two albums of Kiss um, with Tommy and Eric on playing on there. Anyways, um, I think that's enough for our uh, KISS update. i really shocked. I'm looking at this, and I'm seeing over an hour and three minutes going, holy crap. I mean, I know it wasn't all hour and three minutes of me ranting about KISS, so thank God for that. Um, but, you know, the cool thing is it was also me ranting about the USPS. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, we got our albums, which I'm happy about. Um, I'm so ecstatic, ecstatic to have that Indian Cruisers. Um, and, oh, uh, and, yeah. And, and we are the world. 
And then, of course, you know, some of the other ones I'm real. I mean, it'll be, it's going to be great to listen to them and get a chance to hear them, especially since I've never actually heard Eddie and Cruz's ones on LP. I've only heard it on cassette. That was the first one I ever bought was a cassette because they re-released it in 84 after the movie became a big hit on HBO. <laughs> but we'll talk about that when we get into the do the Eddie Cruz album. Yes, we will. Um, anyways, um, other than that, you got anything to add? No. Just if you're going to the, the Kiss Into the Road Tour, enjoy. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. And put yourself, you know what, one more thing, one more thing. I understand you want to you want to capture it with your cell phone. You want to take a video. You want to take some pictures. Yeah, take a couple pictures. Take one partial video. Put your dang phone down. Enjoy the show. I mean, I remember when, and real quick, I mean, I know this is already overtime. Well, we consider overtime. When I went to my very first concert, we didn't have cell phones. Well, we did, but we didn't have the ones we have today. But I'll tell you right now, I remember more of that concert than I do of the, like, Crew Fest 1, Crew Fest 2. Yeah, because you were constantly taking pictures. I was constantly, I was taking so many, I was trying to take so many pictures on those other concerts that. Yeah, you weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying that much attention Attention. to the show. You know, when I went and seen Crew in 2005, you know, I remember that show like it's yesterday. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to a show. Take a take a pictures in between sets. Take a picture. You know, I don't know if we got anybody open it for them, but they do take some pictures of the of the when they're tearing down the between you know the band the other band stuff. You know, and then you know take a picture just before the lights go out, and they made me take one or two pictures throughout the show of you know all the members. But other than that, man, put your freaking phone down. Enjoy it. Enjoy the show. That's what it's about. Go enjoy the show. Anyways. Let's get it out of here. Let's get this done. Let's 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 leave. In closing, we would like to thank you all for downloading this episode. If you are a new listener and haven't subscribed, please click the subscribe button. If you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes become available. Another way to help our podcast is by giving us a five star review. It will help new listeners find this show when they are looking for a new podcast to listen to also you our listeners can share this show on your own social me- social media accounts to help spread the word about this podcast thanks again to all our current and longtime listeners used and abused can be found on twitter at used abused pod instagram used and abused pod Email usedandabusedpod at gmail.com and it's spelled out A-N-D. That is also on the Instagram, A-N-D, not the little. Not the little symbol. And YouTube? YouTube, used and abused. We also, oh, as always, all social media links will be included in the description description of each and every episode. So you can always click on those links as well to go to Twitter, Instagram, email, or even the YouTube page because I did add that one. Okay. We can be found on the following podcast apps and directories. Anchor. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. 
Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Breaker, Castbox, Radio Public, and Spotify. Please rate and review use the Reviews and Music Podcast until the next episode. Have a great weekend. And a great work week. Be kind to everyone. And, and keep, keep the, the music, music playing. playing.